Welcome to Kingdom of the Logos. Today we're going to be doing a devotional um, about love and forgiveness. And so as we kind of go through our scripture, we're also going to be hearing a story from Corey Ten Boom. Um, this is the story I'll be reading. Actually, she wrote in her book, A Hiding Place. So journey with us um, back in time. It was a church in Munich that I saw him. A balding, heavyset man in a gray overcoat, a brown felt hat clutched between his hands. People were filing out the basement room where I had just spoken. It was 1947, and I had come from Holland to a defeated Germany with a message that God forgives. And that's when I saw him working his way towards me against the others. One moment I saw him as he was, an overcoat and a brown hat, but the next, a blue uniform, a visored cap with a skull and crossbones. It came back with a rush, the huge room with its harsh overhead light, the pathetic pile of dresses and shoes in the center of the floor, and the shame of having to walk naked past him. I could see my sister's frail form ahead of me, ribs sharp beneath parchment skin. Betsy, how thin you were. You see, Betsy and I had been arrested for concealing Jews in our home during the Nazi occupation of Holland, and this man had been a guard at Ravensbrück, concentration camp where we had been sent. He finally made his way towards me, and he said, You mentioned Ravensbrück in your talk. I was a guard there. No, he did not remember me. But since that time, he went on, I have become a Christian. I know that God has forgiven me for the cruel things I did there, but I would like to hear it from your lips. Fräulein, his hand came out towards me. Would you forgive me? And I stood there, I whose sins had been forgiven every day, and could not forgive him. Betsy had died in that place, and could he erase her slow and painful death simply by asking? It could not have been many seconds that he stood there, his hand held out towards me, but it seemed for hours as I wrestled with the most difficult thing I would ever have been asked to do. For I had to do it, I knew it. The message that God forgives had a prior condition, that we forgive those who have injured us. If you do not forgive men their trespasses, Jesus says, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you your trespasses. Now hear the word of the Lord in 1 John chapter 3, starting with the 11th verse. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. What sh we should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's was righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. For we know that we have, been, we have passed out of death and into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death, and everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Here again the story of Corey Timboon. And still I stood there with the coldness clutching my heart. But forgiveness, it's not an emotion. I knew that too. Forgiveness is an act of the will, and will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. Jesus, help me, I prayed quietly. I can lift my hand. I can do that much. You supply the feeling. And so woodenly, mechanically, I thrust my hand into the one stretched out towards me. And as I did, an incredible thing took place. The current started in my shoulder. It raced down my arm and sprang into the joint, into our joined hands. And then this healing warmth seemed to flood my whole being, bringing tears to my eyes. I forgive you, brother, I cried with all my heart. And for a long moment, we grasped each other's hands, the former guard and the former prisoner. 
I never knew God's love so intently as I did right then. Here again the word of the Lord in 1 John 3, starting with verse 19. By this we shall know that we are of the truth, and reassure our hearts before him. For whenever our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God, and whatever we ask we receive from him, because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he has commanded us. Whoever keeps his commandment abides in God and God in him. And by this we know that he abides in us, by the Spirit he has given us. This is the word of the Lord. You see, love, real love, and forgiveness, true forgiveness, is hard. We live in a world that seems to only love to hate. In the midst of a world clamoring to conquer and to fight, we hear the words of John's epistle calling us to love. But again, what really is love? And we hear in Corey Ten Boom's story something almost fantastical. We hear it, and like many great heroes of our faith, we dismiss them as being exceptions, something we couldn't really achieve. And yet again, we hear John's letter saying something completely different. Sacrificial love is not just for the super-righteous, but for all who claim to be believers. And yet John does recognize the difficulty of human emotions. When we, like Corey, don't quite have the strength to forgive and love, God's Spirit is there with us, empowering us to do all that is necessary to bring about healing. Now let's also be clear. Love and forgiveness, they don't permit bad behavior to continue. Instead, love and forgiveness simply means that we are giving over our rights to condemn, to hold on to hatred, and we surrender all those feelings to a loving and just God. It is hard, and it seems humanity is always constantly finding new ways to brutalize itself. And yet, we as people of God are still called little children to be means of love and light.